Carol Baskin. Killed her husband. Whacked Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fight him. The tigers. They sack him. What's happening? Carol Baskin. <laughs> yo, yo. And welcome to another episode of People Doing Stuff, a podcast you should listen to. This is Pastor Mason. Let's get started. Check it out. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, today, I have a friend of mine, uh, Hannah who is now a teacher and she teaches uh she teaches music to young students who are uh just learning things for the first time and uh, she's also a christian so i wanted to hear her perspective on what it's like to be a christian out kind of in the real world apart from the church the 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 direct church scene i should say and we talk a little bit about that so uh, i'm super excited to be able to laugh along as I listen to this and <laughs> laugh along um, to with with you guys who might be commenting and uh, learn with, with Hannah. She has a lot of awesome things to say, so I hope that this helps some of you in uh, your perspective on what it's like to bring our faith to culture and what it's like where when those things kind of mix and uh, how our, our Christian faith can be something uh, that's that, that's bigger than just our church building. So, enjoy. One of the first thoughts that comes to mind is sharing uh, a one of your most favorite treasured memories from uh, your undergrad that <laughs> involved maybe I don't know, like a <laughs> stage and maybe like peanut butter or something. And you knew. Uh, <laughs> maybe I, me if that's part of okay. it. I don't know. For everyone listening. <laughs> There's so many of you. <laughs> For all, my all like all like thirteen and like two of those streams are like my mom, so it's okay. Um so Mason and I went to college together <laughs> and he hosted our school's comedy show one semester and he asked for volunteers and I for some reason raised my hand. <laughs> And he picked me out and was like, you. And I went up on stage. <laughs> Stood behind him was <laughs> in front of about 1,100 people <laughs> to beat his arms and make a sandwich. Now, we are not talking a regular sandwich. <laughs> we are talking fish food, peanut butter. Like whipped cream, salad dressing. <laughs> but I had to make this. Now, I was not given any utensils. <laughs> I was given my fingers. <laughs> so here I am trying to put peanut butter on this sandwich with my fingers. Did I just mention that? <laughs> and Mason, <laughs> being the person that he is, in front of everyone goes yeah and you know sometimes when I make a sandwich I like to lick the peanut butter off my fingers <laughs> <laughs> so it's 
Exactly. Mason has eaten peanut butter off of my fingers. I was then forced to eat a vinegar and <laughs> in front of these 1,100 people. <laughs> I believe I have PTSD from this event. <laughs> uh, okay, two things to clarify. One, I honestly, that was not rigged at all. We had no idea who we were going to pick. It was just whoever we saw. So, also, the 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 peanut butter off of the fingers was totally improv. I That was something that just came to mind. I'm like, people are going to, no pun intended, eat this up. So... Um, <laughs> we rolled with it, yeah. and uh, sometimes, sometimes people are like, "Hey, did, were you ever friends with Mason?" And I was like, "Oh, he ate peanut butter off my fingers <laughs> <laughs> real close." <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like I was like reliving that moment right there, but like we couldn't even laugh because we were on stage. So I think I screamed the whole time. <laughs> I was just screaming. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I that was a that was a monumental moment in spot history. That was a That's not to correct. mention like one of the best shows that this school had ever seen in its entire lifetime. So no, you're right. I'm also told that when I went up on stage, you and I danced together, but I really have no recollection of that. Literally, so I, I remember I like two it. things from that night, and most of that part of it was not one of those things that I remembered. I'm yeah. I don't remember, but apparently we danced together on stage, so there's that. That's that's thrilling, really. It's that's... not surprising, but <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It's not. I'm I'm not shocked at all. Um, I wouldn't put it past either one of <laughs> either one of us. So <laughs> let me just cough this mucus up really quick. Well, Corona. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a juicy one. Yep. Wow. Wow. I love that. That bread didn't really help. So okay. <laughs> everything's fine. Um, I'm gonna catch uh, catch people up to speed a little bit on what we talked about last time, in case they uh, missed the episode. But last episode, I was sitting outside talking about uh, church music and just my experience with uh, with that, and kind of like what got me into church music. Some of the things that I see pretty commonly from week to week, um, from normal weeks to weeks, I should say, uh, apart from. Uh, the whole, you know, like pandemic thing happening. Um, so, <clears throat> um, would you mind, Hannah, sharing with us uh, a little bit about what your experience is like uh, with music and, uh, you know, just, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> In general. Okay. Yeah. Um, so music has kind of always been in my life. I don't actually remember it all when music wasn't. Um, my older brother started playing piano when he was about five or six, and I was three years younger, and I wanted to be just like him. Uh-huh. So a couple days before I a couple days before I turned four, I started taking piano lessons, um, which who has memories before age three? Right. No. Um, <laughs> so I don't actually remember a time when I didn't play instruments. Um, and as I grew up, um, I just kept I kept adding on instruments. I'd sing in choirs. Um, my older brother and I actually, when we were like eleven and fourteen, we took over our church's like music program. So he oh, wow. would like play piano, and I would play keyboard, and we'd like sing and do all that. Um, so it was just something that like 
I know 11 sounds super young then, but <laughs> like now I'm like, I was 11. <laughs> then like, but like back then it just, just seemed normal. I was like, Oh, I can do that. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah. Music has just always been there and it's always something I've done and always enjoyed. I don't think I ever really, um, saw myself going into it. I wasn't sure what I was going to do until about like end of junior, senior year of high school. And then I was like, Oh, I really want to actually go for it and do music. So now I have my master's in music. (laughs) So there's that part, which is pretty neat. You just have a master's degree now, which is, uh, kind of a massive massive accomplishment because you just wrapped that up this year right <clears throat> uh this past past may so about a year ago yeah, yeah. oh that's right yes yep mm-hmm. because it's a year later from when <laughs> right <That's>... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah wow um but literally actually a year ago today yeah so wow oh my gosh wow. how exciting that's uh yeah what a thrill my word um <laughs> when you know there wasn't snow in may you know what a, what a time to be alive oh my oh, god i can't talk about it <laughs> <laughs> i don't have the emotional capacity like to process this right now so i'm just gonna pretend it's not happening and... right denial is always best <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah that's what i want my teens to know just deny everything and you'll be fine if any of my teens listen to this Please know that we are being funny about that. <laughs> Don't do that. It's Don't do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so you're, uh, you you must have listened to quite a bit of music. If this is kind of like what you studied, what would you say are like your favorite kind of go to jams? Okay, so essentially, I am a basic white girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes you ask people and they have these cool like all indie bands and i'm like well i listen to pop music <laughs> so i mean i yeah i straight up i'm pop trash that is what i am <laughs> um, i enjoy it it's fun and it's happy so like why not right yeah um and i also I really, I listen to a lot of musicals. I just, I listen to a lot of them, like musical theater, cool. uh, which I know is odd, but I will fully put on like Legally Blonde the musical or like Mean Girls the musical. I didn't even Have, know that was a musical. Oh, it's a good musical. <laughs> I kind of recommend. I every word of that musical memorized. <laughs> we'll have to do a follow-up where you just like go through the musical with us. Scene oh, for scene, shot for shot. <laughs> I'll sing you the whole thing. Perfect. <laughs> we need that. We need that. <laughs> I'll do. I'll do it for you when this is when we're done recording. Okay. I'll sing start to finish. <laughs> Perfect. I will say we're done, but we will totally not be done, and I will completely record the entire thing. Oh, so. <laughs> no one needs that. <laughs> <laughs> do you like? Do you uh, like play along too with? with these musicals or is it just like you sing along and that's that's that have you have you written out the music for all of it um i mean i've played through a lot of it i like i teach some like voice students and some of them want to do some of those songs um 
so I can play them on piano, but normally I'm just playing them while I'm like driving along. And so I'm not playing any instruments while driving. Thank goodness. <laughs> Except your voice, right? Your voice is an instrument. Right, exactly. Right, yep, right, see? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Strum, like they're called vocal cords for a reason, you know? Well, you're because right. Music, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I totally just came up with on the spot. That's a fact. Um, <laughs> they're called chords, but they're all, they can only sing one note at a time. Oh, yeah. This is awkward. We're going to move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, if okay. So if, if it's not an instrument, I guess. Well, I guess it kind of is an instrument. What other ones do you, uh, do you play? Okay. So... I mean, instrument, yeah, I sing, obviously. Um, and then piano. Vocal chords, right? Vocal chords, piano. I can play the flute. I can play the violin. I can play the organ, which is wild. Um, and kind, I can kind of play guitar. I can play your basic guitar chords. Okay. I would not say I can play guitar, but like if you give me one and you're like, here, do these basic one, four, five chords, I'll be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like um, G, C, E minor, D. That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. I got them. So. Yeah, really, that's all you need. That's like, that's it. <laughs> and then you capo anything. You exactly. <laughs> right. And if you need to, if you need to go past the range of what a guitar sounds good in, you just don't play. Right. right. <laughs> that's, that's how I made it by a lot of times. So that's works out air great. Air guitar. Yeah, air guitar. It sounds even better. So, um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm skilled at air guitar. <laughs> yeah, I that's you know like a while back on uh, America's Got Talent there was a there was an air instrument band. There was an air band. What? Yes, and they played air instruments along to a track and they what? made it through the the <laughs> the audition stage. Yeah. I'm going to look this up as soon as we're done with the conversation. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There was an air band. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. And honestly, that's that's what I should be doing in quarantine. <laughs> Starting an air band. Yeah, we, we all need to do that. That's that's yeah. a must. And you know I what? It sounds like so that the some of the stuff is gonna be lifted soon, so we're running out of time. <laughs> I'm hoping it's lifted. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm I uh am yep. <laughs> I just I Literally, I was on the phone with a friend yesterday, and their girlfriend came in the room, and I had no idea what to do. I, I like, didn't. I, I lost all normal people conversation skills, and <laughs> just it was like a uh, stranger help. Runs in bedroom, slams door. <laughs> yeah, literally, like Josh, if you're listening to this, please apologize to Lydia for me. The literally the first thing that she heard from me was. Yes, Josh, I just pooped, and that is the toilet flushing. Like, <laughs> and then he's like, by the way, you're on speaker, and Lydia's here. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> so, I would have just hung up at that point, you know? <laughs> you're just like panic. <laughs> Hang up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> Anyways, maybe backtracking just a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> how, um, I, I have another question for you. Okay. Okay. Um, whatever the next one is on our sheet. <laughs> I lost oh. my place. Uh, oh, yeah. How does, like, how does music stuff kind of tie into your 
life. You know, if it's not just a, oh, I'm driving to work, I'm going to, you know, play something on the radio or Spotify or whatever. Um, I mean, um, so I do it. Obviously, it's part of my job. I'm teaching, like, all the time. Um, and, you know, it's something that, like, I do it to teach, and, like, that's obviously my job, but I'm also using it because as, like, a way to just, like, chill and relax sometimes, yeah. like, if I'm, you know, having a bad day, I can just go sit down and I can play a song or something or work on a song. And that is one of the main ways that I found, um, just helps me chill out. Um, but also it's been cool cause I obviously grew up doing it in a kind of church setting. Um, so I'm still able to do that in my current church down in Pennsylvania. Um, PM. not that it's been open for a while, right, but, right. Like, <laughs> but I'm able to play in like their instrumental ensembles and sing in their choirs. And like for their Christmas service, they had me like conduct their, all their choirs and stuff. Oh, so wow. uh, yeah, it's really cool. So it's something that's transferred over into like, this actually helps and like can be of service to people in all sorts of ways. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, had you had any experience with like conducting prior to college? or ensemble stuff prior to college? Um, I played in ensembles. Like I never, I didn't really do anything conducting wise. Um, <clears throat> I just never was given the opportunity. Um, but then in college as a music major, everyone has to take conducting classes. So okay. <laughs> was had to go in front of, you know, the college choir and conduct them all. And it's, it was a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's good. And and those uh times can be like super uncomfortable sometimes. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I am I'm sweating from places on my body that I didn't know could sweat, <laughs> and it's like gross and help. But <laughs> um, that's when you grow the most. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's like those times. I I mean, I find myself looking back on those times, um, and seeing like, huh, if that didn't happen, like. Or, like, realizing how big of a step that was in my personal mm -hmm. development, like, later on, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, you had kind of alluded a little bit to uh, being a, a music teacher, which is awesome, mm -hmm. and, and being able to uh, conduct some. I'm guessing that's part of being a music teacher, is you need mm -hmm. to be able to conduct, uh, <laughs> which, is, which is great. Uh, what kind of things... Do you want to like explain a little bit more about like your school environment that you work in? Like what, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, just explain that a little bit if you can. Yeah. So, um, I do a lot of different, I guess, jobs because making it as a musician, you have to do a bunch of just part-time things, mm -hmm. um, which is cool. I like the variety. I love that my schedule varies. I'm not a nine to five office job person. <laughs> that is, <laughs> um, but so I'm teaching, um, five to six days a week, private lessons. Um, I just, I teach like piano and violin and voice. Um, and that's mostly through a studio nearby. It's like a music studio. So I'll just go in and teach my, you know, private half hour lessons for four or five hours and do that. Um, and then I also, I teach strings to a, a private, at a private elementary school wow, down okay. here. Um, yeah, so I have little strings classes. Um, I have a beginner strings class for like second and third graders and then like advanced <laughs> strings for like, I know they're really cute. They must then, love you. Oh my gosh. 
they are literally the cutest kids. Like I literally have the best students. I oh. promise. <laughs> they are the cutest. Um, and then I have an advanced strings class there too for like fourth and fifth graders. Okay. Where they can start to do more like part stuff rather than beginning violin and playing in unison and all that. Right, um, right. Knowing like how to hold the bow and hold the instrument and and all that kind of and stuff. Not <laughs> yes. Right, and not like pee themselves when they're scared and all that. Right. Definitely. All that definitely needed to work on that as a kid so uh, yeah yeah they're probably way ahead of where i was um, <laughs> thankfully i can hold it now which is great it's really well, achieved something yeah like honestly like i can i can die pretty happy you know like if if today's the day it's like you know what at least i could i could hold my bladder you know i'll, I'll put that on your obituary honey thanks oh also um Okay, little little short story time here. Two nights ago, okay. this is what I sent you in that um, message. Uh, uh-huh. Friday or Saturday, whenever that was. Two nights ago, I had to pee really bad. And I'm not bold enough to pee out my window like I used to as a kid. True story. Actually, as <laughs> even like a young adult, I used to do that, which is kind of weird looking back. But, no. but you know, <laughs> it's it's all good. Everything's fine. Um, even as a teenager, I did that. Uh Oh. But I didn't have the boldness to do that this time because I'm like, oh, heaven forbid if anyone were to see me, I could lose my job this time. And I don't want that to happen. So I peed in my humidifier instead, which was, <laughs> it wasn't turned on. So that's good. Um, that is good. Yes. Yeah, that would be literally toxic. So um, anyways, <laughs> uh, moving forward even. Uh, so with you having mentioned that you have some of the greatest little munchkins in the world um what sort of things because this is what i find most rewarding in my job like where i get to work i would get to work with teenagers uh Mm -hmm. and i find myself learning and relearning so much from them that it's like Mm -hmm. like i'm like what am i doing here i'm supposed to be teaching them um Mm -hmm. about life and about jesus and uh, you know i feel like i am taking from them way more than what I'm giving to them or, or, mm-hmm. or receiving from them way more than uh, what I'm able to give them. What, what are some of those things uh, that you've found? I, I know you're kind of your, uh, this was your first year teaching, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, I guess first three quarters of a year, sort of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Other> than... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even in this time uh, there, there's probably some things that you've picked up from them and, uh, uh, anything that you would want to pass along for even any of the adults here and um, what, you know, like what, what have you learned from the small people in your lives? Um, yeah. So I was thinking about this earlier. I think that probably the biggest thing that I've learned is that like, it literally is okay to take time to have fun mm. even in this learning setting, you know, like as uh, when I was in college, obviously you have, your fun time with your friends, but it's still separate, like from classes, you know? Um, and then when I graduated and I was like, Oh my gosh, I am the teacher now. And like, (laughs) it felt like so much responsibility that I was like, I need to make sure they are all like always learning uh, that we're, I'm like planned out that we're doing things, you know, so to just get them along. Cause I was like, I cannot fail, you know, to be like super productive right right um the future of these kids are on my shoulder i better not screw them up uh right right correct (laughs) it's so much responsibility 
funny. And so, but I think that, you know, the kids really taught me that like, it's okay to just slow down and like have fun. Like if you need to just laugh or be stupid for a few minutes, you like my, if my baby seven-year-olds want to sing Frozen, like we can sing Frozen for a few minutes, Yeah. you know, Yeah. like it's, and like this, idea that like we can be just as productive or even more productive if you take those few minutes to just like have fun and enjoy where you're at rather than just like nose down to the grindstone we're gonna work 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 kind of just like rihanna Um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) why did i say it that many times Work, 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 you work, 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 work. You said it five times. I did. I really said it the exact amount of times. She. I know my subconscious speaking. She was speaking through me. Oh my gosh. Oh man. I became possessed for a moment with the spirit of Rihanna. Oh, what a. Uh, I mean, better than some of the other spirits you could be kind of overthrown by. You know, that's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, now working with, uh, kids, there's probably been, I imagine there's, there's been some, uh, tensions, I'll say, um, with personalities, with, with even learning styles, but even being in a school setting, like where you are, you're working with people. Like, it's just, it's just a, it's a business of people. Um, so working with like teachers and, and faculty members as well uh what sort of what sort of conflicts have you been a part of either intentionally or unintentionally uh with some of the different people in in your work setting yeah um so i mean like i said i really do have the greatest kids (laughs) um i think they're like extraordinary in that they encourage each other even when like one of them is like clearly behind on getting something or and like the others might be have got it but they're still gonna like wait and understand that the one needs to grasp it which i think is really cool Mm -hmm. um but i think the biggest source of conflict that i've seen is because i'm like a quote-unquote like extra teacher um so i'm not like (laughs) the main music teacher you know so i'm not part of like their class day i'm like the extra teacher that I teach, like the strings classes, like before school or like after school, or like they're coming in for lessons after like a whole day of school kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, so often like they come in and there's just this conflict because they're just tired, you know, as one is. (laughs) So they like, uh, like, and sometimes they're great, but you always have those few every week that like, come in and like they just they're tired they can't concentrate and like they're just trying to avoid <laughs> playing right, right. meanwhile it's my job to make them play right. <laughs> <laughs> so i say that's the source of conflict i have seen most is just that like they're they're just too tired and unwilling <laughs> unwilling to do what i need them to do <laughs> yeah no, how do you how do you navigate through that especially with with small people right where mm-hmm. um like language isn't super developed yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, their communication skills are, are, are there, you know, like they, they have ways of communicating, but as adults, sometimes we don't always recognize those ways. Um, and and mm-hmm. I, I guess this is kind of going off script a little bit, but uh, 
how yeah how have you navigated that through your different students and and their personalities and and that kind of thing uh huh yeah I would say that there's a couple different <laughs> tactics that I've had to employ um the most common I found is just that instead of being like okay, we're going to play this whole thing start to finish. Like I have to start breaking it down into like really tiny tasks and then just being like, okay, like we're going to play these couple measures and then move them forward and be like these couple measures and then maybe throw in like a fun activity or fun game or something. Because at that point, like it's not that they, I don't think for any kid that's there really, like it's not that they don't want to play. It's just that they're tired, yeah. <laughs> you know? And we've all been there. Right, right. Um, so if I can break it down and I can be like into these tiny skills and then just like add on to that. So I break it, I bring it back to something that like I know they can do easily, like in their sleep. And I'm going to oh. be like, this is step one. And I'm, and they do it. And then they feel more confident to yeah. move forward to step two. They're feeling good about what they're doing rather than just feeling tired and overwhelmed. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, um, so, one of those things like when when they are tired like they're honestly like communication can be even more clear sometimes uh when some of those normal filters that they would have are are not there <laughs> um so yeah. where they might snap or or be kind of moody or something like that and and although it's not always pleasant to be on the receiving end of that like that's still a way that they're communicating with us oh, um, yeah. and that kind of shows the oh i uh i'm tired i need to rest like that's that's mm -hmm. kind of like the underlying issue behind some of the ways that they communicate um what uh yeah like what other what other needs have you seen um through those ways of communication like what what, what would you say like maybe uh, like the top few things that that you would most commonly see about the underlying needs behind um, some of those tensions and, and conflicts? Mm -hmm. um, I would say that the first and foremost is that I often see that the kids are like scared to play because they're scared, they're scared to fail. Ooh, yeah. Um, and so like, it's been a learning curve of me for me of how to be like, teach them that really it is okay to fail. It's okay to risk failing. It's okay to fail. Um, and like, I find a lot of times, even when they don't want to play, it's because they're so tired and overwhelmed by other things that failing in front of me, the next teacher is just one too many things, yeah. you know? Um, and like these kids are so busy. Sometimes I talk to them and they've got like their full school days and they've got like a different activity each night, like sports and dance and all this stuff. And I'm like, how, <laughs> how are you doing this all? Right. Um, and like, so I would say that, and I guess everything in life really comes down to like, people need to know that they're loved no matter what. <laughs> That's it. That is even us as adults, we all, we need to know. Um, and I think that any, any like fear or risk, like fear of failing, fear of not being good enough, fear of all this, it really just stems from the fact that like, they're scared they won't be seen the same way or they won't be like loved or they won't be appreciated if they're not perfect at it. And that makes them scared to even yeah. try. Yeah. 
you think that that's like a where do you think that like message comes from you know because this is something that i have to work at kind of chipping away at with my students um and i i assure them something that i love to do is like have them ask questions and it's like kind of uncomfortable for some of them it's a little awkward uh but that's one thing um that i use to to help break down some of those well i don't know what he's gonna think about this or that and uh an I guess an exercise, not really an exercise, but something I'll do once in a while is I'll have them write down their questions um, and they can put their name on it. They can leave it anonymous if they want uh, and, and hand it in on their way out. And then I take time to respond to each each kind of slip of paper that I get. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I have a, right before the shutdown happened, I had a stack. I literally have a stack on my desk of all of these responses. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all anonymous, so I don't know who to send them to. <laughs> um so they'll have a they'll have a little bit when they uh little thing when they when they get back um but for me that uh i i should say for us here um with with the students that i work with that uh has been one of those things where um i i've used i've used that to say like hey we don't have to have all the answers you know like and and even even kind of rewarding them if if there's a question that we can't think of an answer to, um, a gr- as a group or me, like, or one of our other leaders, like, we're going to celebrate that, um, to, yeah, to like, to let them know that, look, sometimes in life, like we're not going to have the answers and it sucks and it's really uncomfortable sometimes. Um, but it doesn't make us any less of a person. First of all, if we don't have, um, the right answer, it doesn't, uh, make us less worthy to uh, to receive or, or be loved by God. Um, first and foremost, that's that's our um, kind of goal or mission in in the church. Uh, but that or that God doesn't uh, even see us differently if we ask a question and um, we don't because we don't know the answer to it. So those are like little things that I I've used to kind of yeah help break down that that uh perfectionist i guess bubble or the tension of like oh my gosh like is it are they are the adults in my life going to respond out of anger if i ask a question or if i don't know something and um for me that's just uh something that i want to do my best to kind of like fight against and i've i've made a kind of pact with them of and saying like i'm never going to respond um out of angry or out of uh, anger sorry <laughs> words um, out of, out of anger or frustration, if you ask anything like that, it's not going to be met with, uh, a, a poor emotional response. Um, and I've had a, such a good response from them. I love them so much and I, I think they know it. Um, but that's something that, that I've used and, and that seems to, to work a lot. And in that I get to, they kind of give me a little inside scoop on what some of these needs are that they have um, that are presented through the questions that they ask, which is really yeah. neat. It's kind of like some, um, you know, uh, like cultural exegesis, if I can get nerdy for a second. Um, yes. You know, it's well, like, because even like when we go through the Bible, like some of the stuff we see isn't we can't take it at face value. Right. We have to do some digging and we have to uh, do some interpreting and. Um, that's kind of what it's like with my students sometimes. And it's, it's really awesome. I love them. Um, just because they're, they're them, but I also Mm -hmm. love them with what they have to contribute by being them. Um, 
So my little sermon is now over. I promise. Uh, I, <laughs> I love that. Well, good, good. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that it kind of came to mind. Uh, I want to make sure if you had any other thoughts on that, uh, on on what you were saying just before, um, if if you wanted to add to what you had said or not. Um, I mean, I would just say that, like, I think. Cause I think you were starting off asking like if you, if I thought there was like a reason for it yeah. or not. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, I think, I think that like, if you look at all the people that like society holds up, it's all those who have like achieved and are the best. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Um, yes. Preach it, sis. Come on. <laughs> yes. Like, as a child, even from a young age, you know, we look at the Olympics or you look at, like, the pop singers or you look at anyone that's up there as, like, someone to, quote-unquote, look up to. And it's because of how good they are. And so you only see that. And that, I think, starts then. I know it did for me growing up. Like, it starts to tie your worth into, like, okay, how much, how good can I be? How much can I achieve sort of thing? Um, And like failing is just not an option at that point because you want to be seen as this. And like the danger then comes because we start to see that as like, look how, how widely like revered or like adored these people are because they've achieved. And then you start to fear that like maybe your worth or like is tied to what you can do, not just who you are and like by existing. Right. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Um, that's, that's, uh, not something that I've, I've considered before. And I love that this is a new thought for me. Um, well, that sounded so boastful for a second. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's not like, it's not like, oh, good job, me. I know everything because I certainly don't. But, um, but like hearing this from from the perspective of another, really another youth worker, because like you're working with kids all the time, um, right? And it's just kind of hitting me fresh. So maybe yeah, it's that that's just a really uh, awesome thing for to like to consider as a youth worker, and and even when I hopefully at some day like become a parent, right? If I have kids of my own one day, um, uh-huh. to help in like instill that into them and and to realize like look yo you are loved not because of what you do that's not that, that that's the furthest from the truth um in both ways for good and for ill uh so yeah and really living a life really for them that that shows no it's not your your worth and your 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 excellence um as a person is not determined by um the results that you give um so yeah i hannah yes i'm clapping yep. i don't know if you can hear it but i'm clapping i can i can hear yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> that's you yeah that was a really really good uh consideration there i love that um so this next this next little bit i i had wanted to ask because uh i i think sometimes there <sighs> we hear it said a lot that uh you know any any christian is a missionary you know, or, or, um, I don't know, things like that, that sound kind of cliche and just sound like one of those Christianese, you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. yep. <laughs> or, yeah, or, or that even on the flip side, we, we hear kind of the other extreme of, well, if you're a Christian, you should be doing full-time ministry. Um, uh-huh. and then the, the pushback to that is like, well, 
Like my ministry is is not in the church. My ministry is in a school. My ministry is um, on a even like on a school bus, right? Or uh, my ministry is in the the office down the road. Uh, mm-hmm. And f- for me, it's frustrating when we consolidate sort of the uh, the ideal sort of Christian work into just what the church is doing because I think there are. I know some of the people that have had the greatest impact on me have been uh, people that have been in the teacher role or the professor role mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily pastors, um, but have a pastoral heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping to, for whoever might be listening, um, to kind of show them uh, through, through having you on here as a teacher, even, um, that it that our Christian faith is uh, more than something that just needs to be in the church. It's something that needs to be out there and, and um, well, not like in your face out there, but like out there in the <laughs> real world. Right. Um, right. And so thank you for being willing to, to do this part, especially. I really appreciate that. Um, and it will be good yeah. to just hear from, from your perspective on uh, how, your different passions for for music and for people um and Mm -hmm. how your faith kind of ties into that if there's been any sort of uh butting heads of those three things um or if they've complemented each other well like can you just talk a little bit uh about what that's been like sure yeah um i mean i would say talking about how music relates to god is probably the easiest thing to me um because to me and maybe not to everyone else, but to me, um, music is like the closest thing I can get to like expressing the beauty of God. Um, and that was, I think what originally inspired me to go for that was there's something about it and in all varieties of music, really, there's just something about it that like, it touches people, like, like it brings out emotions in people that like nothing else really can, Mm -hmm. um, so solidly, like, there's just like the mystery and the wonder behind it. And that I think is what originally attached me to it was like this beauty is from God. Um, of course, um, in finding, in being a teacher, I think like you were saying in my life too, some of the biggest people that influenced me were, I mean, obviously pastors, but also just those that were willing to sit and get to know me and invest in me and see me as a person. Um, And I think as I've found, as I've, you know, I'm what, 25? I just turned 25. I'm young. (laughs) Um, I'm young and I'm figuring out where God wants me to be. Um, But I know that what he wants me to do is to not necessarily have like, quote unquote, be in ministry, but rather like to love people, to love everyone that comes into my path, like, as hard as I can and to make them feel seen and to make them feel valued. Um, like, I mean, gosh, I know that, and this is way in the future, but I know that in the future one day I will eventually have like a giant house where I can like take people in that need it. Mm. Um, and that will be like, it's not a quote unquote ministry. (laughs) It's just literally loving people because that's what God wants us to do that's like the easiest way to show him is to show people they're important and loved period um and i think getting to be a teacher 
I love that right now because I can just, I have so many kids that are, you know, like you said, they're starting to grow up. They're dealing with all these issues. They're encountering stuff for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, And just being able to like show them that no matter what, and yes, it's music. um, But I think no matter what, what you're teaching, you still have that ability to like see each student individually and to get to know them and to like show them that they, my opinion of them doesn't change whether they can play a song this week (laughs) or whether they can't. Um, And so I think that my ministry is in that right now. Um, And I'm just lucky that it also coordinates with something that I find to be like one of the easiest and most beautiful ways of showing God himself. Um, Obviously that doesn't translate into lessons in words because (laughs) I can't really do that. Um, But to me, they're all just super intertwined like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I had read this in a book and lived it, but um, I forget who it was by. Basically, they were saying, like, the most effective way of showing a student, in this case, or anybody, really, that you care is to show up. Um, mm. And to, yeah, like, I, I'm just thinking back again to, to my own experiences, and the most, uh, the most impactful times have been when I have opened up to, to somebody older than I um, and have just cried you know like I where like words weren't even an option <laughs> where it was right. just like oh my life is falling apart let me just cry it out and they're like okay you know um <laughs> right. but but having uh somebody there to to see that and and to to witness whatever uh pain it was at the time um whatever questioning kind of led me to uh a point where I needed to trust them with some of those questions you know what I mean um, but mm-hmm. all of that happened through these little sort of buildups of of interactions with them. Um, do you remember? Do you remember Andrew Silbert? Yeah. Okay, so like he he's gonna be on the podcast uh, eventually, but um, oh yeah, he was one of those people uh, for me where our first interaction was like on a very professional sort of. Uh, I went into where he was working on campus and needed help with something that he did for a living. Um, mm-hmm. But the most, like, impactful thing um, after that point was we were passing in the campus center, and uh, he just said, hi, Mason. I was like, what? Like, he remembered me? <laughs> like, he remembered actually, like, my name? Like, what? Um, and, I've, and I've told him that, too, uh, where that was just a monumental moment where an adult that could have very easily seen me as just sort of background noise um, really – like showed me that they actually saw me you know Um, and you as a teacher I have so much respect for for you and for people in your shoes that do that day to day because um you people may not like realize it when 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 you kind of just ship your not ship your kids off to school but (laughs) but like when kids go to school like they um they invest a lot in the place that's investing in them. You know, like they, they talk a lot to their teachers. They, they bring the good, bad and ugly um, <laughs> to people who are going to listen. And uh, it's, it's awesome that 
it's kind of a mindset of yours that like, look, I want to be one of those people, you know, and, and uh, love people in a way that is recognizable through just listening to them. Um, and that's like, like, I want to be like you when I grow up, kind of. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so, like, I want to be able to model that as well as, uh, as well as you have and as well as you do currently, even. Um, so, well, we're not there yet, but we're trying. <laughs> yeah, well, very, very humble response there, Hannah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I think, did you have any other thoughts that may have kind of like popped up as as you're going as, as we kind of went through this or any uh any extra things that you kind of like want to pass along to uh either adults or students that are gonna kind of tune in in regards to um what it's like to live out in the world as a christian <laughs> um I mean, I would say for all the students that don't expect it to be easy, it's not going to be easy um, to live for Jesus. It just never is. And he doesn't promise us that it is. Um, But just because it isn't easy doesn't mean that it isn't going to be good and it isn't going to be joyful um, and all that. I would say that following him, (laughs) following him is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you no matter what no matter what your life looks like it's going to be (laughs) um no matter how hard that is um yeah i would say just just listen just listen to him and you'll be okay (laughs) amen amen to that yes well there you have it folks that was again my good friend hannah and uh, again she had just awesome things to say it was good to be able to laugh when recording this and just have a good time during uh during the quarantine season so hopefully it's almost done Uh, but i hope you guys were able to enjoy this and, and learn something too all right until next time be blessed